0: And maybe you have a copy on tape, which is your Walking Dead copy (laughs) for during the zombie apocalypse. Welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. Uh, It's W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, sitting here with Prasana. Say hi, Prasana. Hi, Curtis. This is a follow-on podcast from the previous podcast that we talked about tape. And uh, basically, it was a history of tape, history and present of tape, and why tape became so unreliable, which basically meant that you needed to supply a stream of data to it that was close to the advertised minimum speed, and none of the backups were doing that. And so that's why disk easily unseated tape as the primary backup medium. Do you think
1: that just as the next generation doesn't really know how to use a rotary telephone, (laughs) do you feel that people will not understand how to use tape?
0: I do think that the current generation of IT people. They don't even know what tape drives are. And they think that no one in their right mind would use a tape drive for anything that matters. And they think of tape as the technology of days gone by. Would you agree with that? I agree. I don't know. I've never. You've never even seen a tape drive in the wild. I, I, (laughs) I
1: have seen a tape drive. I've never actually physically used a
0: tape drive. Right. You've used every other kind of storage medium, but not tape. So here's the giant secret, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary folk. Guess what? There are tons of tape drives out there in the wild today. Google uses them. Amazon uses them. All these companies that you love and revere use tape in their data center for really important things. And throwing off tape like it doesn't exist or it has no value to a data center is definitely, I think, a mistake.
1: What do they use, of for, Curtis?
0: I believe that the primary use case that they have are, are, are two things. One is spinning off a very large image of their data center, right? So some of the other things that we've talked about in this is about why Salesforce, for example, has a backup of their data center, but you can't easily use that to restore your Salesforce instance. The same thing of Office 365 and things like that. I think they might use it to spin off an image of everything after they've created a, say, a snapshot of the entire data center. If you have that, And you can do it very quickly, and of course, these guys are very smart, so they they know these things that I'm describing, and so they know that if they if they stream a full backup to it and they do it right, they can actually fully leverage tape, and it's a really cheap way to get a giant copy of everything off to tape. That's one thing, and I do believe that, and the reason why that I I believe that is because of what happened. There was a Gmail outage a few years ago, like not G Suite but Gmail. Do you remember when? There were a bunch of Gmail mailboxes that got deleted or corrupted or something, and Google restored them. Do you remember this?
1: I don't recall. No.
0: Yeah. So it was a few years ago, and there were quotes in the articles about that Google was restoring these free accounts, but it was taking a while, and they mentioned tape in, that, in the article, that one of the reasons that it was taking a while is because they were doing it from tape. So I I do believe they still continue to use tape, but they do it in a smart way that sort of leverages the way tape actually works. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the other episode. But I think the main use of tape is for long-term storage. If when you transfer data to tape, so the first thing is when we transfer data to tape, we have to do it in a way that makes sure that we're, transferring it at a speed that's happy enough and in an archive situation i think that's the case right so we it's
1: usually going to be fulls
0: right yeah it's going to be a giant bunch of records or bunch of files or something and it's essentially take all of this stuff and throw it out on tape i think a, a typical archive system is, is the equivalent of a full so it, it it's easier to send a stream that keeps that tape drive happy that's number one and then the other thing is that it's matched well to the way archive and long-term recovery works and that is that you send it out there a lot but you don't pull it back a lot (laughs) does that make sense yeah so you're always
1: constantly writing your full backups but you hope to never have to pull it back
0: right and that's the way most people are with long-term storage And I think I can't prove, but I think that tape is potentially behind some of the storage options in cloud vendors like Amazon and Google and Azure, where when you talk about, for example, with Amazon Glacier Deep Archive, when you talk about Glacier Deep Archive, it's so cheap that I wonder if it's tape. And the the cost is very (laughs) tapey, if I can use the word. The cost is very tapey. And the access time is very tapey. When I thought this when I first saw Glacier, but
1: it's one of those things where they will never tell you what's no. They're not. The they're not telling us. They're not telling. You us. You gotta admit though that that's just such a low cost point that it makes sense. It's to consider that instead of say your normal tape.
0: Yeah, and by the way, let me just. So we spent the last podcast arguing about the bad things about tape. So let me tell you the good things about tape. And this is why it's actually a really good long-term storage mechanism. So two things about tape. One is it's actually better at writing data than disk. Did you know that? I did not. So it has a better bit error rate than disk by one or two orders of magnitude. Meaning for every X number of blocks that you write, every magnetic medium is going to write one of those blocks wrong and not know it, the odds of that happening on tape are one or two orders of magnitude better than disk. That's just an industry which makes factor. it like
1: perfect for a long-term retention.
0: Which makes it perfect for long-term retention, right? And number two, tape is much less susceptible to magnetic degradation than disk. I know that when you think about tape, again, this is that millennial thing that you're talking about. Modern day people, they're thinking tape, it seems flimsy. It seems like that wouldn't be the case. But again, let's go back to physics. In the vernacular, we say magnetic degradation. And the the technical word for it is coercivity. And the word comes from that a magnetic bit over time can be coerced to not be the bit that you think it is, right? So it's <laughs> it's a one And then over time, it can be coerced to become a zero and subsequently corrupt or archive. There's a formula for this called the coercivity formula, which is Kuv over Kt. I think I got that right. And the two really important variables in that equation are the size of the magnetic bit in microns and the temperature of the medium in Kelvin. And we're getting even deeper than we did on the last You're getting so
1: technical, Curtis. Yeah.
0: Basically, the bigger the magnetic bit, the harder it is to accidentally flip it. The warmer the magnetic bit is on a normal average ongoing basis, the easier it is to flip. That's just the way magnetics work. Guess which, between disc and tape, guess which device has much bigger magnetic bits and is much cooler. And then the other one, guess which has tiny, tiny magnetic bits that's hot all the time?
1: That's a loaded question. (laughs) So, I'm guessing the first one is tape. Yeah. And the second is disc. Yes. And especially with disc, I think with a lot of like the SMR discs and Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. the rest, they're trying to, yeah, they're trying to actually cram more bits into a tighter space as well. Yes, they are.
0: And disc has somewhat hit a wall there because they, um, well we don't have time to go into that but and i'd love to have a guy that understands all that stuff but they you know there there was this world several years ago where they decided instead of laying the magnetic bits on their side they would get them to stand up vertically and suddenly we fit a lot more bits onto the disc and now we're i don't know we're we're doing all there's like salted drives there's all sort of stuff to make the bits smaller and smaller and smaller the smaller you make them, the easier they are to flip over time. And also, again, the drives, disk drives, most disk drives are on all the time, which means they're hot all the time. All tapes are stored on a shelf in a climate-controlled climate-controlled room, room for for humidity and definitely they're from a temperature basis. There's they're nowhere near the temperature of an average disk drive on an average day. The result is that a tape is designed to reliably hold on to a bit without any bit rot, which is the other term that we call that, for 30 years. Guess how long you can reliably put a bit on disk and keep it there without touching it, without having it degrade? Three years. Yeah, well, It's five. You're worse than the the actual facts, but it's it, it's only five years. So, disk, without doing anything else, disk is not a great long-term storage mechanism. In fact, it's not, even, it's not even close to being a, a good one. And so, there are things you have to do with tape, right? You have to retention it and read it and all this stuff. The stuff that Jeff talked about on the last podcast, which we called how Hollywood does backup. It's not like tape is perfect. You do need to do those things, but you actually need to do them more often on disk you could argue that it's easier to do it on disk. You can argue that you can check it much quicker and, and more often on disk. You can do things like hashing and you can recalculate the hash on an object and see if the hash calculates again the same. And then you can find out very quickly that it's no longer what it used to be. And then you can you could fix it more. You can make all those arguments. But what you can't make is an argument that By design, disk is made to store data as long as tape. Makes sense. And so that's why tape makes such a good long-term storage medium. And by the way, one other thing that we haven't mentioned, and that is it's cheap AF.
1: (laughs) That is true. But the other thing also I don't know if you mentioned is... It's so easy for me to take a tape backup and just put it in a truck and ship it off to some vault somewhere
0: else. Never underestimate the bandwidth of a truck.
1: Yeah, without having to worry about how do I replicate? How do I provision bandwidth? How do I secure my remote site? How do I pay for power cooling, et cetera, in my remote data center?
0: For large amounts of data, it's definitely easier to ship data than to send it over. I mean, even with with us, with, you know, with Druva, for large new backups, we, we don't use tape we use the snowball edge. So we send data via common carrier back to Amazon because it is just easier to do sneaker net than it is to do internet for large amounts of data. So the other thing is because the tape is so cheap, you can also store multiple copies on tape for less expensive than you can store a single copy on disk. I've talked about this a lot in other times, even if disk were free which it isn't, even if disk were free, it would cost more than tape to store data for long-term. Why is that? Because power cooling replacement costs. Power and cooling. The power and co- disk requires power and cooling for long-term storage. Tape does not. Tape requires some. We need to environmentally controlled room, right? But But the tape isn't generating any heat that needs to be offset. It's just maintaining a room at a reasonable temperature and humidity and all that. Disk is actually generating heat long-term and that needs to be dissipated and dealt with. And so that heat comes from power, which has its own cost. And so, yeah, so power and cooling, even if disk were free, power and cooling would make disk cost more than tape for long-term storage.
1: So is it safe to say that there is a use for tape, but it isn't the giant hammer that'll solve everything?
0: It is definitely... Well, I'm just saying neither disc nor tape is the giant hammer that would solve everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I do think that those who are if you're looking at a long-term storage system and you're not even considering tape as an option, I think you're doing your company a disservice. You do need to make sure that when you design that system, you need to understand the way tape works. Just like, again, go listen to what uh, Jeff talked about last week about the the Showa library and the stuff that they do. That needs to be part of your media management system. You need to retention the tapes. You need to read the tapes back in. And you need to do that every so often. I I think once a year sounds like a bit of overkill, but if you can do that, that wouldn't hurt. But that needs to be part of the system. And also part of the system needs to be moving the data from LTO3 to LTO5 when LTO5 comes out and so on. As long as you do that, you could have an effective long-term storage system. And maybe it's one of your long-term storage systems. Maybe you have a copy in the cloud. Nothing wrong with that. And maybe you have a copy on tape, which is your Walking Dead copy. (laughs) (laughs) For this, during the zombie apocalypse, maybe your backup is on tape. Whichever way you do long-term archive, you need to understand the way that medium works. If you're using tape, you need to retention, you need to do all that stuff. If you're using disk, you need to ask your vendor how they address the long-term viability of disk. If it's a cloud vendor, ask them how they guarantee durability. Because again, tape isn't perfect, disk isn't perfect. Just make sure that you are aware of the way the technologies work and that the vendor isn't thinking that disk or tape is a magic bullet that solves all problems. That sounds... We're done with this episode of Restore It All. Make sure you subscribe, and you can always restore it all.
2: There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit. Finally, I needed your backup chance to fix it instead it's all jacked up see how i'll write on facebook about you don't underestimate the things that i will do there was a file but i deleted it too bad your backup system isn't worth the space story.